Welcome to No Tech Talk. Welcome, everybody. Uh, hopefully, by the time you hear this, maybe not. Uh, I think this, this one's going to come out in two weeks. The coronavirus epidemic will be over. Uh, I'm not sure if it will be or not, but it is what it is. Uh, I had to come on for myself because the last couple of episodes have been with interview interviewers, me and interviewees, meaning other people. Um, but pretty much we've been talking about everything. Hope you've been enjoying the podcast. But I had to make sure I get on here, too, as well, to kind of keep it even with me and with the guests. So today we'll be talking about kind of kind of like church hurt, right? Church hurt. So a couple of days ago, I asked a question. Um, let me see. Let me go down to the question. What bothers you most about the church? OK, that's a real big topic. I'm not going to be here all day. Um, if it seems kind of crazy for this particular podcast because I'm going Facebook Live as well. And if I see some questions or something that's interesting, uh, I'm going to bring it up as well. But I got three questions uh, or three topics, rather, that I want to discuss today um, about the church and kind of what bothers people about kind of going to church, you know, their experiences with church and things like that. And I wanted to address them because I feel like that it's I, I kind of got like a chip on my shoulder. Right. I got a chip on my shoulder that everybody has their own experience growing up in church. Like, you know, you might have grew up and you saw the deacon messing with the preacher wife or, you know, you saw these bad things. Or you might have your own different view about tithing, about, you know, preachers having, you know, these multimillion dollar houses or whatever else. So, first of all, let me make a disclaimer. Am I taking up for all the bad preachers in the world? No. OK, I'm talking about the good people that do good things that are called by God to be, you know, a preacher, a minister or serving some type of capacity in ministry. There are bad, you know, police officers. There are bad doctors. There are bad lawyers. There are just bad people in general. OK, but why is it that when a preacher says something or a preacher does something, it seems like he's or he or she is put on a pedestal? OK, that's the part that I have kind of have a problem with because I get it. It's a spirit. But you can't just like not be a part of the organization or the church and say bad things. But, you know, you know what I'm saying, like you can't have it both ways. You can't say one thing about the church, but then not try to improve it or say, I'm just not going to be a part of it at all. Right. Um, but I'll get into that in a minute. Um, since this is the podcast as well, I was um, for the people on Facebook. I always introduce the podcast saying that welcome to no tech talk. The definition, in my opinion, which is always a little bit different depending on which podcast it is, the definition of tact is um, not having tact in any environment. So you see somebody walking through a room, they breath stink, you got to give them a mint. No tact, man. Hey, here's a mint, right? This is a safe environment to speak your mind, to say what you want to say, to say what's in your mind, but you always got to do it with respect and love. And so having no tact, that being, that's being who I really am is saying the things that are on my mind and not really caring about, you know, the repercussions. I feel like I'm coming from a place of love, from a place of, you know, just kind of genuineness to where I can speak my mind and it be received however you want to receive it. You can take whatever truth that you want to take from it. Okay, so this is a special episode today. Um, I think because I'm in the sauce room, which is what I call it, in my closet, for the people on Facebook, you see the little army stuff behind me. I got all my shoes and everything um, in my closet because this is the best room. Oh, my goodness, to record. 
ever get a studio, I still might do it in my closet because it sounds great. The feedback is awesome in here. Um, but I'll get to the first question. This is not intended to be like no super long podcast. And the other ones have been like an hour, 45 minutes, 40 minutes or whatever. But I want to get into the first question. So I said, um, what bothers you most about the church? And that's how I'll be tackling these questions on the upcoming episodes. So the first one was uh, somebody just said going to church was one of the things that bothered them about church, actually getting up on Sunday Sunday morning. And so I thought about a story um, back when I was personal training. They said, you know, I work Monday through Saturday. Or no, I work Monday through Friday, always getting up in the morning every time. My kid, he got to do something on Saturday morning. So Sunday morning is the best time I can get the most sleep I can I can get. And it's a time to where I can just relax and reset for the week. Um, I get it. 100%. I get it. I'm a, I'm a super busy guy myself, but it's all about that, that sacrifice that you're willing to make. You know, I was talking to a girl one time. She said, you know, people make time for it. They want to make time for it. And I get it. I get it. Um, going to church in general, now it's, it's pretty vague. So I kind of wanted to start off light. Um, it's pretty vague. It was just saying going in general. But I, um, I definitely get it. Sometimes I don't want to get up and go to church. Sometimes I want to stay and wake up in the morning, watch TV, eat some cereal, do what I'm going to do for my Sunday and just kind of, you know, prep up. But I, I, I personally uh, think that church is very important. Well, a lot of people will say, I'm playing both sides here. I play devil's advocate. Well, the church is wherever I'm at, right? I don't need to go to church to, to prove to everybody that I love the Lord. I don't need to go to church to be around them fake folks and this, that, and the third and blah, 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 blah. No. So, uh, I'll get into the description. I'll probably put this in a post as well. But, you know, just like you have like a, I see my, my first sergeant, my old first sergeant, he's watching. Just like you might have like a uh, a motorcycle club, right? You might have a, a Yu-Gi-Oh club, a, a army, whatever. It's, it's a bunch of different organizations out there that what do you do? You group up, you come in a meeting, you talk about whatever you're going to talk about. Whether that might be you know, in a, a sorority or fraternity, you you know, you go look, look at these many uh, Facebook groups. It's stuff for like basket weaving out there. And it's a it's a drone club. It's a TV club. So everybody got these clubs and places where they want to be and organize that. But why is it? Oh, I can find my own my own relationship with God by myself. Right. That's another thing that people usually say that kind of grinds my gears. It's like there's a club and a meeting time and for everything else in the world. But when it comes to the church, Nobody wants to come to church because it's just so inconvenient because it's 10 o'clock in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning, whatever. They have services at 12 o'clock. I've seen 3 o'clock sometimes. But people are like, I don't want to get up in the morning and go. It is what it is. I understand. Now, if there is something else of the reason why you didn't want to go, um, I understand that. But if you got to wake up in the morning, it's not an excuse, man, because you get up for everything else. right? You get up for that check, right? But you just say, Jay, that's money. No, but it's your soul, right? Oh, let me, I'm getting too deep. I'm getting too deep. All right. Uh, the second one, um, this was a big one. So she was saying it was, it was a two-part. So, again, the question was, what bothers you most about the church? And I said, so she said, let me see. She said, get to the point with the message. I'm all for telling a story and making it relatable, but a good sermon should be like a good skirt, long enough to cover the topic, but short enough to keep it interesting. <laughs> I definitely get it. So let me give you some uh, background on this as well. Um, I was raised super old school in a Baptist church, so I completely understand the the age gap in between, you know, 
old school versus new school, you know, baby boomers or whatever versus millennials or things like that. I, I get it. You know, I was raised up to where I had to wear a suit and tie or a tie or a collar shirt at the very least. I, and I wanted to give this story on this topic as well. Um, back when I was in Birmingham, I used to play the drums for different churches. So I needed the extra money. I love playing the drums as well, but I needed the extra money. So, like, I would go to, instead of going to my church, I would go play for other churches during that time. So it was a big deal for me to, yeah, I'm getting paid for it, but at the same time, I'm not getting the church that I need. So I had to depend on whatever church I was playing for to give me that word, right? So every Sunday, um, I was just, and I, I didn't even talk to the preacher yet. So I think I was playing for the church for maybe like three weeks. And I would talk to the, uh, I think the pastor's wife, and then like, you know, like one of the, the elders or whatever else, right? So like, good job, thanks, Jonathan, da da da, da. Here's your money, you know, we appreciate you for coming out. It was real kind of, real formal. Wasn't like that family environment. But I noticed the preacher would always look at me sideways, you know? He'd say, um, well, he didn't say anything. He was kind of looking at me like, you know. And if you want to see the live, you can go back and look how he was looking. He was just like, he kind of looked at me like I was crazy because I would come there. I wasn't dressed like in no jeans or nothing. You know, I, I would come in like in some slacks and a polo, maybe like a pair of shoes, like, you know, some regular dress shoes or whatever. Because when you're playing the drums, especially if you have the um, the walls in front of you to keep the sound so, from being so loud, it was hot. If I have any musicians watching right now, it's hot being a uh, musician sometimes, right? Especially being a drummer. You're moving, you're moving, you're literally moving every part of your body. So I would always play in like a polo. I didn't want to play, you know, in like a suit or anything. So one day, just got, you know, lady gave me the check, and you were all nice. She said the check to me. Like, Thank you so much. You, you're just a fine young man, this, that, and the third. I appreciate you. So the preacher walks up to me as I'm walking in my car. Hey, young man, come here. All right. <laughs> so well, how you doing? You know, what's up, Pastor? How you doing? Um, he says, uh, I don't like. I said, you, you, he said, he said, first of all, let me let me just say, you play very well. You're, you're a nice young man. I see you're very strapping and, you know, I, we appreciate you for playing for us and everything. I said, I appreciate that. Da, 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 da. So he said, I just I just need you to start wearing uh, a suit when you play the drums. Okay, why? Well, I just want you to look very professional. I think it's a young man should play to, to wear a suit. I said, what does me wearing a suit have to do with me playing the drums? What the, you know? And so basically, it kind of went back and forth. Um, that that got under my skin. Like it really did. It got under my skin. Why why does it matter? Um, what I'm wearing is I'm playing the drums. And I, and I gave him every reason I just gave y'all. It's hot. It's in the third, you know, movement. You know, you're wearing the suit. You can't move as much as you need to while playing the drums. But he just felt like that your attire at church should be a suit and tie, should be a dress, a long skirt, the whole thing. The whole the whole thing that everybody hates about the church pretty much is, is, the, is the judgment piece. That was my last Sunday working at that church. <laughs> it really was because it, it really... I want to say it kind of pissed me off. It did. It is what it is. I was mad, right? And so I went and talked to I went and talked to a bunch of my friends. Like, man, this is crazy. Look, this is what happened. We said the third. And so that's that's kind of where the conversation, I guess, for me, broke in half with church. Is is religion versus a relationship? That that kind of makes sense. So religion says, Jay, you got to wear a suit and tie to play the drums relationship says god don't care what you wearing god care about your heart god care about your soul right so why are you caring about what i'm wearing 
right? And so to kind of go go along with what she was saying, again, we'll get to that the judgment piece, which is the the final, the big thing in the end. She said, get to the point to the message, make it relatable, but the sermon shouldn't be so long. I know we've all been in situations in churches to where the sermon is like too long, and then he'll ask the he'll tell to the he'll tell to the crowd, all right, give me five more minutes, I'm done, or that, that patented phrase to where. I'm almost done, but, and then he goes on for like 20 more minutes. So back when it was acceptable to say things like that and people like, yeah, oh, go, go on, Pastor, go on, go on, do your thing, do your thing. Now people, it's, it's different. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but it's too many churches out there for you to say, I'm not going at all. There are churches where pastors preach for two or three hours, and some people might like that. There are pastors and preachers where they preach for 30 minutes, you get your cup of coffee, and you're good, right? So my thing is, like, if you didn't like that particular church, go somewhere else. There's a church on every corner almost, right? Give that EV church an opportunity, just like you go searching for a mattress, you might go searching here. You might go searching there. You might call your plug and see if they got it. You might go call, you know, whomever else. Um, it's it's like you're, you're searching, you're looking for a TV, whatever we're searching for, looking at looking at for buying, you, you you're searching for it, right? So go search for that perfect church home. Nobody's saying that, you know, J Missionary Baptist Church has to be your church where they yell and scream and judge. Hey, they could be good for them. I I don't know. That's not up for us to decide. But you have to come find a place to where you can serve God, a healthy place to serve God. Get your good word in, get your praise and worship in, and be fed for that whole week, right? To learn, to apply, not to just get yelled at every five minutes, right? You want to hear the good news, yes, but at the same time, you want to have some information to apply it to your life. So, yeah, I mean, that that, that, that can go either way. So, if you're listening right now, I mean, find you a church where it's a shorter message, right? Because there are other churches I know for sure that, hey, once that clock hit zero, I'm out. Let's go do the benediction. We good. Uh, the second part to her, um, I guess her gripe for the church was um, the music be way too loud, she says. She said, I love a good praise and worship just as anyone else, but I have a hard time receiving the atmosphere or even enjoying the music trying to be set up, set up because of all the banging and the, and the screeching. Um, I talked about this as well, one of my close friends. So... My first thought on it was it was like kind of a competition, right? So we go to concerts. My favorite rapper is J. Cole. Or you go to a rock concert. Or you go to any type of concert or music that you like, and it's loud, right? It's super-duper loud. And I want, I'm not saying that churches, I feel like they are trying to make it loud on purpose, but you're trying to, you are trying to promote an experience for the person. So from a church standpoint, for me, it's like, okay, cool. We have our audience. We have the people that we know that go here. But let's, we're, we're doing this for that one. We're doing it for the one. I, know, I like like what my preacher and my pastor is saying now. He's saying, yeah, because uh, the church is growing, you know, a lot. And he's saying, hey, I want all the uh, the people that work here or on staff, whatever, to get up to, to make room for the one because we're having space um, issues with space. And so that's what it's all about. So you're looking for that ex- to create that experience for that one person to come in 
and say, okay, cool. I'm driving the parking lot. The parking lot ministry is on fire. They're happy. They're hugging folks, dabbing people up real happy. You know, they're doing all the little extra movements and stuff. So that, that kind of gets you in a good environment. You know, you could just be a guest for somebody else. You want to make sure that every point, every point of the way for the church to be a great experience. So you then you can you walk to the front. You have the greeter at the front door. Welcome to Jay's Baptist Church. We're just going to keep using that, right? Welcome to Jay's Church, whatever, right? So, you, so you're like, okay, cool. This is nice. This is cool. Da, 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 da. So that they're trying to create that entire experience for you. So you And I feel like it's your mindset as well. If you go into a church and you already kind of have like a chip on your shoulder and you're saying, um, man, I didn't want to be here. No way, bro. Like my, my girlfriend dragging me to church or they always trying to take folks money or they always trying to do this that, and the third. You're going to see you're going to create negative things in your head. Give the church an opportunity. And again, it does not have to be that particular church. Try different ones, but go in with an open mind just like you would anything else. See the environment. See the people. Pay attention. Do they have co- You know, if you want coffee to church, find a church that has coffee. If you want somebody that has multiple times, um, multiple times of the day, you might have an 8 o'clock service, 10 o'clock service, 12 o'clock service. Go go find one like that. So, again, with the uh, the praise and worship, you go and see the praise and worship. It's too loud. It's, it, it, why, did, why are you doing all that? Why they got an 18-piece, you know, a church service, things like that, right? So uh, it's, it's all about a variety. But, but the point is, listen to the words that they're singing. Is it, is it, is it faith-filled, right? You got to pay attention. So, like, that church might not be for you. They could be too loud. Did you say anything to anybody, right? They could be too loud. The church could definitely be too loud. But are you, are you approaching it? Because they give you multiple opportunities to speak and say what's on your mind. Somebody just said our church people are the most judgmental. That's the third one. I got you, Nick. I promise. Um, again, podcast people, I'm on Facebook Live. So this is why it's a special one because I'm doing both. So it is what it is. Um, but what I'm trying to say is give the church an opportunity. Stop going in there with a chip on your shoulder. If the music is too loud, find somewhere that it is not too loud, right? Because what happens is, I, I do the two points as well, you'll you'll go there to that church service, and you're good till Easter or Christmas. I'm done, right? You'll say, man, last time I went to church, it was too long and the music was too loud. And so for that one church, it gave you an entire scope of every church in the country, right? Let's say you're from Tennessee. And so now every church in Tennessee <laughs> is too loud and the message is too long. So you automatically put in the church in the box. And, and I get it because you might go to Wendy's one time, right? And your chicken nuggets cold. And you might not go to Wendy's for a long time because your chicken nuggets was cold. And all I know is you could be in China somewhere. And last time I went to Wendy's, man, my chicken nuggets was cold, man. We're going to McDonald's. Right. <laughs> that, that That's how people do the church. They treat the church like a fast food joint. They see one thing they don't like about the church. And now that's it. I'm go- I'm good because I, I had one bad experience when I was younger. Or I, had, or I was raised up a certain type of way where I saw like the people was using the money the wrong way or whatever else. You letting one bad experience change, you know, change your whole perspective on your soul. And I'm not I'm not the guy. They got the sign in the uh, you know, on the street that we always see that God is is preaching hell and fire and brimstone to everybody, right? No, I'm just saying the guy that the, I'm the guy that's saying to give the church the benefit of the doubt. By no means am I saying that you know 
talking down on folks and this and the third is the right way. I'm just saying that open up your mind and, and get get a, get off of yourself, right? Everybody everybody's so quick to even go on Facebook or Instagram or everything else to say so much so many bad things about the church. But nobody it's very few people taking up for the church. It's very few people saying, Well no, this will happen with Joel Osteen or this will happen with Pastor Gray or this will happen with da 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 creating a narrative because you're afraid to combat people that have these educated views about the church that's that's why i think christians have such a hard time because atheists they pride themselves in knowing the bible way more than christians do or the, or the, the, the uh what's the torah or the, all the other ones right they pride themselves in knowing everything about religion just just so they can have a conversation with a j or whomever else uh what's up bridge glad you got on anyway so just so they can have a conversation about just to counteract or to to combat that Christian, they want to make them feel stupid. It's it's the atheist job to make them feel stupid. Hey, do you doing this? You don't even know where the money going. You doing this, and you don't even know this in the third. It's their job. So, how come an atheist knows the Bible more than a Christian does? How come you know people have so much to say negatively about the church, but it's so many other things going wrong with the world? They don't say nothing about that. They're not bashing that, right? Anyway. I'll get to that in a second. So here's the here's the big one. I'm at 21 minutes. So I ain't gonna be too much longer. Thank y'all for being on here. And if you got anything else to say, I'll also add to the podcast as well. So if you wanna kind of want to put something in there, uh, that has a point as well. Um, the biggest topic that I received, and um, I think I only had like a couple comments on this post when I was asking about what bo- what, uh, what bothers you most about the church, but <sighs> the biggest one for me was judgment. Okay. If I had to throw a card in the hat or something, I would say that judgment is the biggest plight that's kind of judgment is the biggest thing that's bothering people today about the church. Point blank, period. Judgment. So they're saying, what's up? Oh, I'm getting some notes from the producer. One second. <laughs> I got a, okay, growing in the, oh, I got that. Okay, I just got one. All right. So, judgment is a big one for a lot of people now this could cover a variety of topics judgment could cover homosexuality about the way you live in judgment could come from the way i'm dressing judgment could come from the tattoos that i might have i've gotten judged from my, my whole sleeve judgment might come from the way i talk the way i speak judgment might come from, man it, it could be about everything right so you go in and it's always somebody judging me i go in the church you know I, I could put on a polo and some jeans and some some jays or something right and somebody's saying oh you need to you need to change the way you dressing well i don't like the way you did that or they might even see you out i was at the let's say you was at the club last night well i saw you in the club how dare you walk in the church everybody had i get that i 100 percent get that i have been judged um but not even at night my church but the churches i worked at and been experienced to especially traveling the military i've been judged multiple times but does that change my view about God? No, it doesn't, right? God is still God, whether he's at the bad church or the good church, the church in California, the church in Maine, the church in Africa. God is God 3,000 years ago. God going to be God 3,000 years in the future, right? The man or the, the preacher, judgment is the power that kills, brother. That's what's up. So man 
the preacher could have been bad. The preacher could have judged you. The people at everybody at that church could have been hellish, whatever you want to call it. Right. But does that change God's love? No. God is love. God is peace. God is kindness. So and that's why most people say I'm going to build their relationship at home, because every time I go to church, I'm getting judged. Right. And so it's not our job. And for anybody who's listening out there, they might be in a leadership position at church. It is not your job to judge people. OK, we are all humans. We all fall short. I'm not going to, you know, sell the scriptures and everything, but we all have sin. We all have something that we're dealing with. You the only thing that we can talk to people about is their heart, is their heart posture. OK, it's your heart posture. We. Hey, how you doing? It, let's just say I don't know the worst person coming to church. Right. Crackhead tattoos everywhere. Mohawk on cocaine. What, what the worst situation you could think in your mind. Right. Does not matter. How you doing? Welcome to Jay's ministry church, whatever. Right. Hey, I see that you, you know, help them out or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Let them live their lives. It, it's it's God's job. It's Jesus, the Holy, whatever you want to call it. It's God's job to transform that person's heart for the better. So if they come in a certain type of way and you show them nothing but love, imagine the the, the transformation that's going to happen, that's going to take place. I'm not saying that they're going to stop doing whatever else, but it's your job in the, the day no matter what they do, as long as they ain't trying to kill nobody, hurt nobody in the church, love on them and keep going. I see you next Sunday or I see you for Bible study, whatever else. It's not your job, it's not my job or anybody's job to tell anybody how to live their life in the church. And if some if you would go up and even speak your mind. You could go to that church and say, you want to know what? I came here today. had a terrible time. The, the music was too loud. The, the message was too long. Maybe that church would change. Maybe your one complaint could change the whole dynamic of that church. But you're not saying anything. What people do is they go have a terrible time or whatever, right? And they, they leave. Don't say anything. Don't, you know, just go completely go. That's why I didn't go to church in the first place. That's why I don't like going here because da 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 right? Speak your mind. If, if you have a bad experience at a McDonald's, you're going to tell them, hey, fix my fries. You're going to tell the manager, where is your manager, right? <laughs> tell somebody your, about your experience. Everybody loves feedback. Don't just harbor it and make a Facebook post and say, hey, man, this is why I don't go to church. I went to Jay's ministry today and the music was too loud. The the uh, the service was too long. They they had three three offerings. I can't believe it. You know that three offers. They always want some money. Everybody, everybody got something to say. Find some, some, find somewhere that fits you, man. Like a well, woman, whoever, right? Find somewhere that you can grow and glow and build your relationship with Christ. Find somebody that is going through the same stuff that you're going through. Let's just say your your struggle was pornography or a, some type of addiction or you know whatever, right? Find it's I guarantee you somebody on the same road as you having the same problem. But how can you fight that by yourself? You have to fight it. You have to find other people that are Christ minded to hold each other accountable. It's just like going to AA, right? AA, it's, it's hard for alcohol to get off alcohol. We had to go to AA to have find other people who's dealing with the same stuff. I guarantee you, whatever you, what you, whatever you're dealing with, where you listen to podcasts or you watching on the, uh, the Facebook live right now, somebody's dealing with it. I know for a lot of men, it's women. It's me. It's me too, dog. Like I feel it. You know, for, I, I use my I always use myself as an example because I'm not gonna get on here and say I'm the most perfect person in the world. I've had to 
I've had to grow. I've had to have people hold me accountable. I've had mistakes. I've had issues. And at no point is anybody or am I in a position to judge anybody or say that you need to be doing this, that, and the third. But it's, it is our job to find people that are like-minded in Christ to grow and to build a relationship with Christ and to have that, that, that small group of people that we can depend on and tell our dreams to and share our revelations with. And this is what I got out in scripture because I could read one scripture right now and all the 10, 11 people on the live right now could get something completely different from it because they're going through something completely different. Right. One person might just lost his job. One person trying to lose weight. One person having a problem with his marriage. Other person having a problem with their kids. Other person scared about coronavirus. Everybody's going through different things. So how on earth can you have your quote unquote relationship with God at home by yourself where you're not doing nothing? You're not eat nine some out of ten the people that I talk to, you're not praying. Yeah, you got a relationship with home with God. You might pray every now and then, pray over your food. Are, are you having church on Sunday? Right. Even for me, like it's been a couple of Sundays where I've been sick or something. I might have stayed at home. I might watch a sermon or something. But was I really in tune with God? Was I praying? You know, was I was I uh, having my quiet time and meditation and reading the scripture? No, I wasn't. Right. And so that, that's just something for me that I had to figure out anyway. So I'm going to go ahead and go to the uh, I think. <laughs> so this was another one that I got. And y'all can put stuff on there as well if you have issues. And I'll touch that. Mama set my time, but if you got any issues on there, we could put that on there as well. Uh, the last one was, well, one of the last ones was growing in numbers over growing in the spirit. That's good. I think that was on the uh, the topic about how churches are trying to appeal to the masses. So the masses might want to have a uh, an experience. So they're focused on numbers. They're focused on, oh, excuse me, Bert. <laughs> excuse me. Um, they might be focused on the numbers, right? But it's always about focusing on that one. So the, I, I've heard this before. It's funny that she, she kind of brought that in there. Churches are so, churches are so hell-bent on numbers. Okay, how can we get the most people in? If we play this type of music, if we, if we do these type of lights, we had this big production, we can get people to come in. We can, No, it's not about the numbers, you got to understand that the same thing about I don't care about how many people in this live. I don't care how many people listen to my podcast. I would love for you to be here and listen to the podcast and we can grow and grow together. Right. But it's about that inner man. It's about the inner spirit. Right. It's about growing people up in Christ to go out, because a lot of times I guarantee you, I'll say even about half the world will never even step in the church. So it's our job to go out so let's just say it's 10 people in the church it's just 10 people and the pastor gives a great word okay bet now it's up to us to go to our jobs it's up to us to go to our friends it's up to us to go to be in a club like whatever hey bro what's up dude hey you go hit a shot whatever care about the lord <laughs> no i'm just playing but the point is in whatever environment that you're in you're supposed to be that disciple that person to share the love of god and what and to share that jesus down on the cross for our sins is the most important thing to ever happen in ever right that's just summing up the whole good news in one statement but jesus died for our sins for us so so when we receive that good news that, that message we learn about what christ has done for us and about how god is just loving us and just you know even even the people that's talking about the church god's still on your side god's still loving you god still protects you from that wreck god still kept you from that bad situation god still kept your job for you but you're still talking heavy on facebook and instagram like god ain't did nothing for me i'm not sure if jesus is real i don't know about these preachers i can't trust nobody man now nah, forget all that you know what i'm saying like legit 
you talk all that hot stuff, right? I get I get talking about like the celebrities and them acting crazy, but this is something that I know people deal with that when they talk about church or whatever online is in third they're still praying to the same god that they was just talking about on facebook because as soon as you start going through something oh now hope now we praying now we praying and if you're not praying in situations I'm a, i need to pray for you because whenever time whenever times get hard that's the first person i go to i'm praying to god so whether i've been in my in my bible every day uh, uh every day all day or if i've been slacking off for a couple weeks when times get hard, when I get sick, when I'm arguing with my wife, when I stub my toe, I, man, Lord, fix his pain, fix his problem in my life. And so this is this this is why exactly why I made this podcast is because I might say this to somebody and they may look at me like I'm crazy because I'm not being politically correct or I'm not saying it the right way or Jay, you was you was too mean and why did you come for me like that? I didn't come for nobody. I'm speaking very generally. I'm not coming for no particular person i'm not subtweeting this ain't no sub live or nothing like that i'm talking to myself before i'm talking to anybody else but what's not gonna happen for me because i'm that guy <laughs> you know what i'm saying i've said it on multiple podcasts i don't know if you heard it before but i'm that guy that will take that will that has time okay that will be in the comments that will that will rep god I, it's, it's people i had to delete off facebook because i was having those conversations almost every day he says see i don't I don't because I feel like what is you? I don't see what you're saying, bro. Say free type it again, and I'll see what you're saying. Anyway, I'm that guy that will take that mantle, and it's not for everybody that will, that will take. I'm, I, you know what? I need God to take up for God because God gonna do His thing in general. But it's just something that I have in my heart to where like I'm not just gonna let people keep saying like, oh well, the the preacher driving a driving a Bentley, but I'm driving a Pensolder or. Well, the church doing this, or they, well, how come they can't do that? How come they going to Africa, but can't go to uh, down the street? Yes, there are there are bad situations. There are bad preachers, but it's just like everybody else. Quit put quit putting preachers on pedestals. The preacher is not your God. The preacher cannot save your soul. The preacher cannot help you out of these situations. God can. So before you get that church hurt, before you decide to say I'm not going to church anymore. Try a couple ones out. Ask the hard questions. And that's another thing I wanted to hit, too. I got you, Bridge. I'm trying to treat him like I would want to be treated, which is probably my problem. Pray when something goes wrong. Yes. I mean, yeah. And, and you got a lot of knowledge, too, bro. I might have you on the podcast. Um, man, I lost my thought. Um, But the point is, is to not make the preacher your God. To not just put one incident or even the multiple of incidents on god you know have that relationship find somewhere where you can go and grow and do your thing <sighs> okay so with that being said um my last topic unless you got one more anybody on the live my last topic was to to speak up okay and when i say speak up i mean again we'll use the same example you had a terrible time at church and you want to give your opinion about, you know, what happened. So um, you might, you know, you didn't like the message. Right. So go up. I guarantee you 80 percent of the churches out there have the preacher is there in front of the, the pulpit or whatever, shaking hands, hugging folks, whatever else. Right. Go up to the person. Talk to them. Ask them the hard questions. Right. Because you have all these questions that the, I, I call them the big topics. Right. The, the I, I want to say the big three, but it's usually about tithing. 
is, is a big issue for people. Finances. Where's my money going, Pastor Jay? Okay. It's usually about how do I treat people that might not be living the right life? So you could talk about somebody that's out there doing uh, drug dealing, prostitution, whatever. You don't know their situation, first of all. Before you say somebody's a drug dealer is bad, you don't know what he had to do to or she had to do to do whatever, right? Homosexuality is a big one. How can how can you allow the the so and so to work in so and so and you know they like women or you like male or females? That's a whole nother podcast. But point being, ask that that leader, ask that preacher what they think about that topic. They're supposed to be the head of that church. Ask them your opinion. Ask them their opinion. Because what happens is you'll go in there, they might preach the worst one ever, and you leave not liking the church no more. I mean, just like you go to somebody else, go to that man. There are times. I'm going to read you. I got you in a sec, Ken. There are times where you can go up to the preacher and ask them those questions and get your questions answered. Because these aren't hard questions. I got one more question. <laughs> hold on. Okay, hold on. Spirit is prayer. Oh, probably. Spirit is prayer. All right, I got you. Um, there are times where you need to go up to that pastor, go up to that minister and, and speak your mind. I've done that multiple times. I said, Hey, I don't like the way you said, da, 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 da. I don't like the way you did that. Da, 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 da. He don't know who I am. She don't know who I am, but I still said what I said. And I've been, I was able to get those answers that I needed, or I was able to see that this one ain't supposed to be at. This is not my place because you don't know what you're talking about. That's exactly why I came here in the first place. So not every person is going to have those answers for you. I might not even have all those answers for you because I'm still learning. But the, the problem is we talk all that hot stuff about the church, but we're not even approaching the, the, the quote unquote problem. Go back to the church you had a problem with asking those hard questions. Why did he say that? Right. Because that, that's, that's that engagement that I feel like that's the gap that, that we need to, to bridge because we get so hurt and leave and don't say anything to anybody. Right. <laughs> We don't ask them the hard questions about tithing. Where is the money going? You know, we don't ask them the questions about why is the drama doing this? Why is the music so loud? You know, why, why, you know, why have I been judged or this, that, and the third over my life? Why have I had these issues? You know, why did the preacher talk to the deacon wife? Uh, how am I supposed to trust God again, you know, when I, when I saw this growing up? How am I supposed to trust a pastor that's wearing like a, uh, I don't know, Balenciaga suit or something when I'm out here broke, but he expect me to tithe? How am I supposed to do that? <laughs> right? Ask those hard questions because don't just put it on Facebook. Don't just, you know, let it out. And because what happens is the only time people put stuff like that on Facebook is when they want, they know other people are going to agree with them. Right? Yeah, girl, the church ain't nothing. That's why I just pray at home. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, man. I came, I came up to church, man. It's crazy out there, dog. Cause they all they do is judge you. I was in there sagging my pants, and the old they looked like I was crazy, and I didn't want to go back. And they know, they know, people have had issues with the church. They know people have had hard times in the church, so it's easy to go in the church, go on Facebook, and say, "Hey, man, this was crazy that happened in church today. I can't believe Pastor Jay would do something like that." I can't believe that the church would, would judge me like that. I can't believe the music was too loud. I mean, I was in church for three hours. I can't believe that nobody's communicating with me. This is why I go to church. It's, it's, you see how it just starts? You see how it just creates this this uh, ripple effect, this domino effect of how people don't mess with the church like that? No, that ain't fair. That is not fair. Unless somebody say something about you, now you got to defend yourself, right? You're not even giving the church an opportunity to be wrong or to defend themselves or to whatever else. The church perfect? No. I'm talking about for the people that's doing it right. I'm talking about for the churches that are 
they're listening to their flock. They're listening to the people there. They have input. They say, hey, as long as it's Christ-centered, as long as we can reach people and spread this love of God, then we're doing something good. Yes, I would take that into consideration, and we can make a better church service. Yeah, we can have coffee. Yeah, we can make the church service a little bit shorter because, you know, you may still want to enjoy your Sundays. You, oh, I'm so sorry that sister so-and-so with the big old hat with the flower on top judged you for wearing Jays at church. You know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta have those conversations, right? But when you're not giving the church an opportunity to wrong its rights, we become in this, we, we, we just stuck in a cycle of just, I don't like the church. I don't mess with the church. I'm not tithing. I don't want a better lifestyle. I don't trust that preacher. They don't, they don't do right. No way. Right. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> it is what it is. All right. So Ken, he said, uh, there are times, man, it's hard for me to believe. He said, I've centered my life around God. Hold on. I've centered my life around God. I'm a chaplain assistant in the army. Really? Oh, yeah, it was your job. Yeah. Um, just so much random stuff. Overall, I just push past it. Love others even when I hate myself. I'll preach sometimes even if I'm not feeling it. Yo, that's deep. That's that's super deep, bro. Let me tell you um, something about that as well. That's another reason people always ask me. They say, hey, you should be like a chaplain or a chaplain's assistant in the army. Since you're already in theology school anyway, you might as well go ahead and do what the army, right? I can't do that because there's too many constrictions with it, right? Because I feel like working in the army, it's all about relief. It's not really about giving the good news. So like, let's just say an infantry soldier or something goes out and he sees something crazy overseas. We're just there as a interim before they get to behavioral health or before they have to go see a psychiatrist, right? We're there to just... I don't even feel like that the army expects chaplains to even bring people to Christ because they have multiple chaplains. It could be like, you know, um, Christian based or Catholic based or whatever else. Right. They just want a relief. They they want they want to give somebody something to believe in so they can just keep going on with the mission. That ain't real to me. It could, I'm sure it's helped a lot of folks, but I'm trying to let people know that God is real. Jesus died for my sins. I'm in this thing to win it. I'm going I'm going to heaven. OK, I just am. Um, but let me just keep you encouraged, bro. Let me go back up to that message. Let me keep you encouraged, bro, man. Keep, keep speaking it, bro. You ain't got to be like super holier than now. So people expect you to be like, they, as soon as they find out you in church, you go to church, they expect you to just never cuss or never drink or never go out to the, you know, never do nothing fun or quote unquote fun. Right? No, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't the way. God's judging your heart. God's judging you. Everybody has their own personal conviction. Some people might drink. Some people might not. Some people might still smoke weed. Some people still might not. But what's distracting you from God is the question. What's distracting you from having a relationship? If drinking is distracting you from having a strong relationship with God, then you might need to stop drinking, right? You have to judge it. But it's, it's, I feel like it's every person has their own thing, and they have to... Um, judge about how they're feeling and what they feel like is keeping them away from God. But I want to keep you encouraged, bro. You can hey, preach it even when you're not feeling it because God's going to reward you for that. All right. So bridge last one bridge. And I'm about to go. He said, I believe church is good for people that don't believe that they can understand. Oh, that's good. Hold on. He said, I believe church is good for people that don't believe that they can understand the word by themselves. I will say I don't believe everyone should go for the rest of their lives, though. 70 years is the average lifespan. How much of the word can be new for that long? Okay. That's kind of like a two-part. I'm going to touch the second one first. That's when it hit, hit my mind. So, let's just, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a scripture. Let me find one in my Bible, man. 
I don't know. Let's just say, let's go to Proverbs. That's good. Let me give me a second. Give me a second. Sorry, podcast people. Just skip through this. <laughs> I'm going to give you a real life example of uh, how that can be different. Um, <laughs> this is okay. So Proverbs twelve and two: A good man obtains obtains favor from the Lord, but a man of evil device, devices he condemns. So let's just use that as an example, right? And this season for you, bro, that could be mean one good thing for you, but two years from now, that could mean something completely different. Okay, because the part, and I'm not going to get too spiritual, right? But the word is everlasting, bro. And this might sound like, you know, I know I hate to sound like that because people always think I'm going on this tangent from something that they heard their whole life. But the word is the same word, the same Proverbs 12 and 2 that was in 600 BC is the same word that's going to be in 3050, right? It's the same thing. So it's a live, it's an active living thing. Right. The active 70 year experience help to educate. There you go. So it's an active living thing. Right. We grow. So, so, so you saying that is just like saying that you'll never grow. You'll never get abs. You'll never, you know, see your, your daughter walk across to the stage. Or you know what I'm saying? We always grow. We, we, we mature. We get more wisdom. Right. So it's the same thing, man. Like the Bible is, is for, the scriptures are for you in every different season that you might go through. Whether you leave your girl, you get married, have a child, whatever else, you're you going to need the same scripture for something different. I guarantee you. Even wait two weeks from now. I guarantee you, you might you might have the same feel. You might have a different feel for the same scripture. I guarantee you. And for the, the first part of it, um, it, it, it kind of goes, I'm not sure when you came in on it, but I talked about the church. Uh, it's not really that you can't understand the word. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's not really that you can't understand the word for yourselves, but it's about a community of people. Okay, so like just same thing. We use Proverbs 12 and 2 again, right? If you're in a small group at church or you you, know, you, you break out and have a Bible study, I'm going to have something different. I don't know. Andy might have something different. Cedric might have something different. Uh, Teddy might have something different, right? Everybody who on here is going to have a different perspective because they're always going through something different. So it's not it's not saying that you can't praise God. It's not saying that you can't, you know, speak the word or, um, you know, speak in tongues, all that, whatever. Right. It's not saying that you can't have a relationship with God, but it's a place for you to grow. You can't grow by yourself. Even when you go work out, you get to a certain a plateau and you want, you might want to find somebody bigger in a gym. Hey, bro, I see you bigger than me. <laughs> How do I get that big? Right. How do I get to where you at? Because somebody's doing something different. They live in the same life that you live in, but they live in something different. Right. So you have to figure out what people are doing. Hey, how did how did you get old? How, how did you have a piece uh, about getting cancer? Let's say you in church, right? You get an example. Somebody gives their testimony at church and they have cancer. How do you have peace right now through your situation in cancer? You got cancer. You could die. You might you, you might die. So you, you, you might see somebody at church that is dealing with cancer that that's, has a peace like no other, like a divine peace, right? But <laughs> you're you you stressed out about work. You stressed out about the coronavirus or something, right? And but you see somebody else who's struggling, who's battling for their life, and I've seen it. I've seen it multiple times where people are are battling 
for their life, but they have a, a divine supernatural peace from God that they said they receive because they're staying prayed up because they believe that God's bigger than cancer. God's bigger than the coronavirus. God's bigger than my relationship. God is bigger than me just getting fired. God is bigger than me getting my car repo. God is bigger than the baby mama. God is bigger than whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God is it's bigger. Okay? And so when you start to apply that to your life, your life gets completely different. And and that's going to be my last topic. Well, I keep saying it. I'm just like a preacher now, right? Um, <laughs> I'm only saying that because people keep getting on. Um, my thing is give God an opportunity, an opportunity to work in your life. Give God a chance. And I, I'm, I'm gonna talk about a little bit what me and Bridgman was talking about as well. You know, he he had a problem with. Uh, well, I want to say we, we was talking about it, bro. Or whatever. We're tithing, right? And so, give God an opportunity. So people say I don't like tithing because. I don't know where the money going. I don't want to be filling the preacher pockets. You know, I don't want to do, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to, I ain't finna support that church never did nothing for me, whatever. I get it. Tithing is not about you. I mean, it's not about the church. It's not about the, pre- you know, it supports the church, right? But tithing is about that sacrificial offering that you're giving to God. Like, it's giving it back to God because he's blessed you so much. You just think about Everything that God has done for you, man, 10% ain't nothing, dog. If you think about it, try God out. That's, if you get $1,000 every week, let's just say you get $1,000 every week, right? <laughs> Give God that 10%, and I, and I guarantee you, come back to this Facebook comment. Ever since I started tithing, and I, I'll put that, I put this out there, I haven't missed it. Now, I ain't missed that $100, $200. I ain't missed it ever since I started tithing because God has been blessing me. He has been promoting me. He's been putting me in great situations ever since I started doing it. Now, one, a couple of weeks, I forgot, right? I forgot to uh, to tithe. And I was like, where is my money going? Like, legit. I was like, where is my money going? <laughs> it, it was so, and I, I looked around. I checked my bank account. Oh, snap. I didn't tithe this money. Oh, I didn't tithe this, this, this biweekly, whatever, right? It makes a difference because you don't have to. Let me say this as well. You don't have to tithe to go to heaven. You don't. You, if you want to talk about that as well in the DMs, lady, we can. All you got to do is believe that Jesus died for your sins and that he made the ultimate sacrifice you and you're covered. You're good. God's giving you an opportunity to have a better life, in my personal opinion, on this earth. He says, try me tithe do the right thing do what you got to do go to church get in the community whatever else watch how i can change your life watch how i can be that example uh you can be the example for other people to change their lives even i I believe that i I thought about this this morning you might be listening to like a sermon or something somebody just might see it on your phone just walking by and they go find that sermon and change their whole life just little small things right you all the stuff that you you do on a daily basis you never realize the impact that you make so just like you know, one little girl can make an impact. You know, you see all these stories and stuff online about one kid made an impact to change the world. She started selling lemonade. Now she got this company. Now she's giving back to Africa. Da, 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 da. If people can do it in the worldly sense, we definitely can do it in the spiritual sense. Because we, we got God. We got the Glock right here. That's what I be telling folks. Imagine walking around and you got a, a 45 in your hip. You, you're going to walk a little bit taller, you're going to feel a little bit stronger, and you're going to say, come out somebody come check me. That's the same way you're supposed to view God. You're supposed to say, hey, I got God, you know, he got my back. I'm walking through this life. I'm not saying go outside and get coronavirus and, and not do that crazy, but I'm saying that we have a certain amount of confidence 
knowing that God has our back, knowing that when we're doing the right things, when we're ex- you know, exercising that spiritual inner man, inner woman, I mean, my life has transformed completely. And I, I can't, it's, it's too many coincidences. You got, you got to think of it like that. It's too many coincidences to where this happened, this happened. I was put in this position. I just so happened to be this person for this job. Or I was here at the right time. Or I just, or I forgot my keys one day. And as soon as I left, there was a wreck on the road. Just all, just think about it throughout your day. Run, run your days back through your head about how many examples or just, just look at the small things that happen in your life to where, like, man, that could have been me. Man, I, I could have been there. Oh, wow, I was just on that plane. Oh, I just left Chicago. You know what I'm saying? We've all done that. We just we just call it a coincidence, but it's really God. It's really God showing up and showing out, and he's just begging you, and that's the same way I feel. He's like, all right, Jay. All right, bro. <laughs> you keep praying to me, talking about you, you done. You done living that life. Okay, bro. You know, and so like, I, luckily I listened one day, but God is just waiting on you to choose Him. God, and this is this does not happen overnight. This is this is not no thirty step plan to, to to love the Lord. You know, this ain't no eight step plan back to Jesus. No, this is a pilgrimage. This is a lifelong journey and being stronger and being just better and having that strong relationship. Relationship, not religion, with God. It's not wearing a suit and tie to, to church to say it's you, you know, you the most holier than thou. It's having a relationship. It's about being in tune with the spirit, growing the spiritual gifts that God has given you and not only ho- not holding it in for yourself, but spreading it out. Right. Spreading that good love out. Just like we always talk about people. You might you might you know, you might grow up and it's, people always use the hood for the example. The guy grow up, play basketball, goes to the NBA and he get the money back to the hood. It's the same thing. You grow up in Christ. You go grow up in, you know, grow up in uh, having a spiritual relationship. You giving it back to the hood. You giving it back to the people around you, because that's what happens when you start losing friends. I'm at 53 minutes. Lord have mercy. <laughs> that's what happens when you start losing friends. So same thing with me. I lost like four, four or five friends uh, back in the day. I'm always going to the club. I'm always going to 3000 bar. I was going to platinum, whatever. Right. Uh, what's on? What's that strip club on Third Avenue? Man, I can't even think of the name now. That's your club on Third Avenue in Birmingham, right? I'm always going there doing my thing, right? And so I was like, man, I got to make this change. Because I'm still going to church on that Sunday. I would stay out on Saturday to about 4, 5 o'clock in the morning and just drag my stuff to church, you know, doing what I got to do, playing the drums, whatever else. But I said, hey, at a certain point, for one, I can't be doing this every weekend. But for two, I know on the inside that this is not what I need to be doing. And again, I'm not saying I'm not, I had to say this for the new people coming in. I'm I'm not saying I'm perfect or I still have a lot of issues I'm working through. But it takes that person to speak up for God, which he doesn't need, but to speak up and be like, hey, try him again. You had a hard time. Try God again. Okay. Give him one more chance. Give him two more chances. Because he sure gave you a bunch of chances. You was out there acting up. Right. Just just give him, give God the opportunity. Start if you can't tie ten percent, get put a dollar in, whatever. It's it's a bunch of different topics I'm trying to hit, but give God, give yourself, give the people around you the opportunity. So when you grow and glow in Christ, you can give it to the same people that you were clubbing with. All it takes is giving them an opportunity. You're not supposed to be that end point for every person that you meet. You might have that best friend that you was ride or die with your whole life, and you start living the life for Christ. 
and they started treating you different. Oh, I don't mess with Jay. It happened to me, man. It happened to me. I ain't messing with Jay no more. Oh, he. I heard you a church boy now. I heard you. I heard you a Bible thumper or whatever they be calling, it, right? And and that's that's when I kind of start going back to the the, the I don't say the hood, but going back to that that life because I don't want I don't want to be lame. I ain't want to be that person that just preaching at folks and yelling at folks like I always see. But I always I still wanted to let people know that God saved my life. God saved my life on a bunch of times. God kept me from getting AIDS. God kept me from, you know, dealing with this girl. God kept me from. Uh, I can't tell my all my business, but God, God is the same. God has showed up and showed out in my life and my years already living. He ain't even done yet. I could talk to people on the side of the time and tell them my situation, but God has legitimately, this is my personal testimony, saved my life. Okay, he really has. And that's because I, I went back because I was hurt about this certain preacher that it made me mad, but I still went back to church because I knew God was bigger than them four walls. God is bigger than that one man that was cheating on his, that one preacher that was cheating on his wife. We all got that church hurt. Everybody has it. If you if you on here and you listen to the podcast, you can't say that you never had no church hurt before. We all have. But it's church hurt. It ain't God. There, there, there are good churches out there. Anyway, I'm done preaching. <laughs> I'm gonna give everybody like 30 more seconds. If you got any uh anything else to say or any questions or just any just going on an event, but um I, I wanted to come on here. I wanted to talk on this podcast as well. If you're listening, if you see this video at any point in time, I'm on every streaming podcast, Apple, Google Play, Spotify. Um this was a very appreciate that, bro. This is a very um informal podcast or episode of No Tech Talk. Uh, I'm going to put this in the Facebook feed as well just in case y'all want to listen to some more stuff. I got some good people on. Um, but I, I love y'all. Uh, I'm about to hit an hour. I got to quit. <laughs> I got to quit. <laughs> uh, but I uh, I just I love y'all, man. Like, this has been a great day already. Everybody be safe out there. Don't go outside too much. Let's get through this thing. And um, just remember that God's going to love you. Whether you're good or bad, but you got to run back to him because he'll always be there with his arms open. All right. This has been another edition of No Tact Talk. Uh, you can catch me on other episodes coming out every Sunday. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at No Tact Talk. You can also follow me on Instagram at I am Jay Coates. And that's it. Appreciate y'all.